everyone, and welcome to a very red episode of Zing This. You got me, Panda Zinger. You got me. I didn't know we were doing name Sally. Oh come on, Four Town Ellie. <laughs> go ahead, Eric. And you got me, Flower Mart Berg. There you go. See, that's how it's done, Ellie. You want you want to try again? Nope. Okay, cool. So, <laughs> so this episode um, was originally going to be more of a news with a slight discussion about turning red, and um, it's it kind of we decided to just go with just discussing turning red. So, um, I was really bored. Just just to go over with me real quick. I was really bored, and I knew that this was coming out. And I was like, "Oh, you know what? I'll watch it." And I was very moved by this 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 movie and everything. Eric, what was your experience watching it? Yeah, you know, time? I remember I remember seeing the previews for this and thinking that looks really interesting. Uh, I want to know more. And then it kind of came out of nowhere. I feel I feel like it was just like, "Oh, this is coming to Disney Plus like next week." And I was like, "Oh." Okay, cool. So I guess I'll watch it. And uh, I just went in kind of expecting just a, a fun, good, regular Pixar time. And just like you, yeah, I was I was really moved by it. And uh, I really enjoyed my time with it. Ellie, I think you're going to have the best, I mean, the best story out of all of us. So walk us through your experience with this movie. Um, My kids wanted to watch it, so I said, okay. Oh, you're not going with the me explaining <laughs> the plot to you and you being like, yeah, that's not exact. That's you're 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 messing with me. <laughs> no. Ugh. Anyways, I I kind of went over the plot with this to Ellie and she stared at me and was straight up like, "Am I just gonna talk for you for this whole episode?" Cool. She was straight up like, "Yeah, no, none of that's gonna happen." Because I was like, "Yeah, there's a part in it where it's Tax Avery and she thumps her foot on the ground and goes awooga." And Ellie's like, no, there's not. And I'm like, she also draws pictures of boys as, as like mermaids. And she's like, you're messing with me. <laughs> and I'm like, and the whole thing's kind of a reference. I mean, kind of a vague, you know, story about a girl coming of age and puberty references and stuff like that. And she goes, no. And Ellie, what's the story about real quick? <laughs> that stuff. Thank you. Um, no, so I, I, like I said, I know there's been a lot of backlash online from people that are like, but this isn't, and I'm like, I found this actually a really enjoyable story and growing up with two daughters as well as two more that are coming up. I think this is a great movie and a great story. And overall, I think the character of, um, Madeline Lee is an awesome character because she she goes through character development, but it doesn't change her from like, she's not a bad character at the beginning and she's not a bad character at the end. She's just the character that's grown through her experiences and everything. I find that interesting because there's nothing negative about either version of the character. It's just one that's now a little bit more independent than the other one. So I don't know. I mean, if Eric, if you got anything out of that or if Ellie, you got anything you want to kind of say just as an opening statement to this. Uh, yeah, it shows that you can gyrate in front of your mother and gain your independence. So that's so that's what, what you took away from this is <laughs> is the gyration. Got it, Eric. Uh, you're absolutely right. Uh, she was a. This wasn't like she was mean or naive. Well, I mean, she was a little naive, but most kids are. Uh, you know, she wasn't mean. She wasn't like a sheltered princess. I mean, she was a kid who was trying to just make good grades, please her mother and father, 
but her mother more so, uh, but also maintain friendships. And I mean, the thing is, though, I mean, all of us here have been 13 years old before, and I think that's a very relatable thing. And what I think it was a good testament to the movie, the storytelling of it was, I mean, the main character was Canadian, a girl, Asian. And there was one other thing that I thought there was like four things that I'm like, I am not that demographic and uh, the story still resonated and glasses. Yes. Uh, so, but those, the, the things it was like the things that was, they, they were not, I was not the main demographic for this movie and the story still resonated with me. So for me, that is a sign of a great story and great storytelling. All right. I, I did some quick maths. I was like, I think I was around her age when this came out. I'm wrong. I was like 15. So yeah, I was 18 because that was my senior year of high school. Yeah. So I, cause I was like, I swear I was around that, that age during And I'm like, no, nope, way off. Because it was 2002, right? Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, like I said, I, I remember growing up. I remember middle school. I remember, you know, life is awkward, everything like that. I remember Tamagotchis. Remember those? Oh yeah, I had a cool one. Yeah. I, I I had a Jurassic Park one where where you had a little baby T Rex. They I still wish. have them. I know they do, but yeah, I think there's a isn't there a Pac Man like, one? They do. Oh like yeah, they have, them a, they have a bunch everything. of them. Yeah, and they're like full color screens and backlit and uh, amateur yeah. stuff. You need to have it be like whatever that that monochromatic or whatever it is. I know <laughs> that's not Game what Boy that screen. is. Yeah, exactly. You, you need to have it like slowly destroy your eyes as you sit there <laughs> watching Squint. it yes so so was that also the other cool thing with this is um them setting it in 2000 in, in the early 2000s late late 90s early 2000s i think was was great because of the whole aspect of like that was during the the time when boy bands roamed the earth as if, if i may quote yes. Bonsworth, <laughs> real quick Good news everyone <laughs> Um, it was back during that time. So, so like pop bands, this, this, this thing was like a huge thing. Um, I never went to a concert like that. Eric, did you ever go to a big, big, uh, one of the big boy band concerts? Big arena, big arena concerts? No, I did not. Ellie? No. Oh, for some reason I thought you were going to reveal like your love for 98 degrees or another band that no Whoa, one remembers. 98 degrees. I was thinking of obscure ones. And that's the best one I got on wow. top of my head. Oh, right. Ellie, who was your boy band of choice back in the day? Uh, Backstreet boys. Duh. Eric. Uh, my sister was an NSYNC fan. I didn't give a damn about any of them. So I'm just going to go with NSYNC for the sake of that was my, my degree of separation. All right. <laughs> Aside from Eric living in denial and not at Ming does who is, true fandom was with i will also go with i was with the backstreet boys yeah so i could not name a dang one of them there was one i think named aj and there was the fat one i think i'm also thinking of nsync and the one robot that chicken was, sketch that was the which NSYNC. one was aaron carter with or NSYNC. was aaron carter the brother he was yeah he's the i brother remember lance of yeah lance yeah, bass was more, NSYNC. I, yeah i remember more in sync because my sister had a crush on lance and then of course there's uh Justin Timberlake and Joey Fatone and I think yeah. there's two other ones. <laughs> there are, but I can't remember their names. But I just remember those. So I mean, it, it's something that growing up during that time, like it was unavoidable. Like the the level of like interaction you would have with this because this was back before streaming music. This was during the 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 I, I guess was it during the reign of of um MTV and what was that stupid thing TRL 
Yes. Girl, this is definitely during TRL. Oh, God. TRL. Total God. request live. Oh, with Carson. What was it Carson, Carson Daly? Carson Daly. Yep. Is, is, mm-hmm. is he gone yet or is he just old? He now? does the voice. Okay. <laughs> Thank he, you. And he does like the. Does he still do the late night, the like the late, late, late night show on one of the networks? I, I know we used to. And it was like this obscure thing where it's like, how is he relevant? I'm like, wait, I know who Carson Daly is. I'm probably the demographic for this show. Weird. But no, I mean, I just want to establish this because it was set during a time where, like I said, social media was something that we now all live in terror of, did not exist during then. The most advanced thing you had in your pocket was a Nokia brick, which could literally be thrown at a moving vehicle and stop the vehicle. Um, and yeah, I mean, that, 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 that was high tech at the time. And yes, everyone that I knew had one of those handheld camcorders that took like the, what is it? Eight, eight millimeter. It's not eight millimeter. It's like those tiny cassette tape things. Like everybody I feel had one of those and used to do stupid videos and stuff Yeah. and everything. So, I mean, it, it, it weirdly spoke to a simpler time in my opinion, but also this is also based out of Toronto, Canada. Now, Ellie, have you ever been to Toronto? No, unfortunately. Eric. I would like to go. I have not. I have not either, but I have it on reliable sources due to Friday Night Mario Kart right now that as some people we know who are from the Canadas, they said that seeing a lot of the like Toronto skyline and all this stuff in animation was, and of course I'm talking about goobs, and and that that the whole derailers gang talking about like how much this spoke to them as Canadians and getting to see all yeah. this stuff in animation, which is which which was really cool to hear that aspect because like for me I, I guess for us if I wanted to make it really local, what would be the iconic things you'd have to see if they animated Harrisonburg? <laughs> it would have to be, uh, it'd, be, it'd be like downtown and JMU. Like, yeah. Oh my God, there's there's Bridgeforth Stadium. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh my God. And, and, and instead of the, the Tim Tim Horton thing or the whatever the little, it, it, it would be Mr. J. Oh my gosh, they, they're getting Mr. J's bagels. Right, exactly. They're going to Midtown Market. Oh my gosh, there's a giant pothole that your car gets lost in. <laughs> Anyone not from this area is tuned out. It, it, well, exactly, but I mean, it's 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 for us. I mean, this this is a town we grew up in and know a lot of. So, like, that would be us seeing that was them reacting yeah. to like seeing like the sky needle and the sky dome and like. And I have, and it's not even just them. Like, it's like on like people I follow on Twitter who are from Canada have said that, or like other like I'm in another Discord ser- server that has a lot of canadians in it and they have all been like oh my god i loved uh turning red because of all the canadian references and like the flower mart like I, that was my nickname at the beginning and i just thought that was some story they made up and i didn't realize like that was an actual like mm-hmm. it's like as big up there as 7-eleven is here and i'm like that's that's pretty cool seeing that because i mean yeah a lot of these movies do kind of take place in america or like in a generic town so queerly putting it there i think it excited a lot of people which is awesome no i mean i i think that's really cool like i said it was something that was it didn't do much for me as my knowledge of Canada basically stems from insert thing here. No, I'm I'm joking. Um, Scott Pilgrim like has a lot. the 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 manga comic has a lot of Canada references. The movie does to an extent, but 
I mean, it's one of those things that it really speaks to somebody. And, of course, the director of this movie did grow up in Toronto. So it was something that, like, she wanted to put that into this movie. And I, like I said, I feel like if it was set somewhere else, yeah, the story would be similar. But I think it would not speak to, like, a personal experience or somebody who obviously, like... Because it, it, it very much spoke to like that it was the their temple was the only the, the panda temple that they had, the temple that they, you know, kept up and everything that her family kept up was like the old it was wasn't it the oldest temple in Canada? Of its yeah, or, yeah. Uh, yeah, one of those things. Yeah. And it's something that that added to that and added to the whole mythos of this movie and everything. And I, I like I said, I think that that. That speaks volumes. Like I said, I understand that people enjoy it, but I don't. I it, it, like I said, that's why I brought up the what would Harrisonburg have? Because if there was ever something based in Harrisonburg and they didn't show something, we'd be like, oh, why didn't they show that? It's the same thing with this. They they checked all the boxes for us to be like, this is very, this is obviously a very Canadian movie and based in Canada. Also, the Sky Dome, which I'm pretty sure has a new name now. Uh, Rogers it Center. It's it's the Rogers Center. I was about to say Wrigley, but I'm like, no, it's the Rogers Center, which is where the uh, Blue Jays play from, um, of course, uh, baseball and everything, which we did get to see a Blue Jay in the movie when it showed them reconstructing the Sky mm-hmm. Dome at the time. So that was very cool. Um, overall, though, like I said, the whole Panda Spirit thing and all that stuff, I thought that was a good little story and a good little, I guess, metaphor to an extent. I don't know. I mean, would would you say it was a metaphor for coming of age, becoming a woman, Ellie, since you're the only one with experience in that field that's on the show right now? Um, I mean, the way they did it, yes. I think it was odd how they kind of incorporated, like, the spirits protecting over their family as that. I don't know. I, I'm probably going to be a little different than you guys. And that's why I wanted to do this for, cause there, there was a moment where I was like, Oh, me and Eric should talk about turning right. We need LA. <laughs> 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 it, it, it was, it was within the, the me thinking about the statement. I interrupted myself, went Ellie needs to be on for that conversation. Cause otherwise it's just two guys being like, yeah, that was cool. So, I was about to say, what, 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 what were your thoughts of the overall story? Um, I mean, and how o- did it speak to you? Ellie? So, the overall story was cute. I mean, it, it was it was cute enough, and um, you know, I'm I think it's very cool about the Toronto stuff that you guys were talking about. It's very true. You know, a lot of the movies are, um, more our localized stuff and, and, and it's nice when they do other parts of the world. <laughs> so I, I think that's really awesome. I have no problem with that. Uh, it's, it was a coming of age story and it was cute and it's very, 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 very relatable for a lot of the, you know, little girls out there. Um, or anybody technically yeah. too, but mostly. Right. Um, that well we'll talk about like moments later there was a moment that i thought was hilarious but um it was okay for me i i didn't think it was that great um <gasps> i mean, like i said it was cute i watched it with the girls they loved it um 
because of I think it was the timing was good I think um big fluffy stuffed animals is quite a a culture trendy thing right now like every there's this brand called squash mallows that like whether you're two or 22 is huge right now um and at a funny moment ellie our now youth correspondent in a previously recorded episode was a was deemed the oldest person on the podcast by her statements now is talking to us about the youth correspondent aspect so thank you for that ellie <laughs> no problem i'm well-rounded apparently um no <laughs> but but it's it is it's a huge craze right now just like poppets were like a year ago and it's starting to phase out i mean everyone loves these little squash mellow squishy toys and so just i think that's where some of it was coming from with the girls are like oh my god it's so cute it's so squishy and i just want to hug it and love it and it's blah 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 um it was very fun and colorful and bright and cutesy and uh i don't know i just think some of the elements that they mixed together just didn't I guess jive with me. Okay. If that makes sense. I liked different parts of the movie if they were separate movies, but the stuff that they put together in this movie just, it was cute, but it's not one where like Encanto or um, Raya, like I will watch that over and over again. This is one I probably would not watch over and over again. I guess that's the difference. Like it was cute and enjoyable, fun, but it's not it's not one of Pixar's in my opinion best. Well, this is the 25th movie by them. Now I'm going to sit here and wonder what the other ones are because I'm totally forgetting them at the moment. <laughs> uh as a quick side note though, since we normally do this, um anyone want to take a wild guess at what it's um tomato meter is that Ellie? Stop looking. Eric, what do you think the tomato meter's <laughs> at since Ellie can't guess anymore because she was staring directly uh, at the computer? I remember looking at it last week. Was it last week when it came? Whenever it came yeah. out. And I want to say, and I can't remember, I want to say it was like 92. All right. The tomato meter, as of this recording, is 95, which means... Oh, wow. That is a fresh tomato. Audience score, 73. So. Not The audience score, I know, was a lot less. Yeah. yeah. I, and because, can I... Um, and I'm sorry, I'm not putting down this movie at all, but I, I think it has such a high score because it checks all of those boxes. You know, it's... You know, they were, it's a good feel movie and they're trying to put this point across and it's helping with the youth. And uh, like, I think from a like critic standpoint. Okay, as Ellie has gone from our youth correspondent, she now goes to elderly commentary. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? But that's what a good movie does. If, if it's a good movie and it checks all those boxes, then you can't fault it for being good. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think it's more like... Um, <clears throat> I'm so sorry. Something got stuck in my throat all of a sudden. It's your it's bad opinion. <laughs> um, I won't. I won't mention his name, but you know how there are some movies that like it's it's the broad opinion. Do you have to like it? I, Which you know, like I'm trying to. I'm trying to decide how to say it. Like you know, like. 
you've said there's certain movies that you aren't going to like. Because, Oscar bait. Because, right. Because I, they're, because they're, dang it. I don't like this because you're getting me in a discussion I've had before. But you where know I don't what like I'm trying certain to say. Movies because yes. they are obviously movies designed to win awards. Like during award season. Like movies that come out, what is it, from like October to November? Isn't that award yeah, season? Yeah, that's Oscar season. Yeah, yeah. That, that, mm-hmm. that's Oscar season. They're, they're movies that are, will check all the boxes, that, that the, the King's Speech, stuff like that. Stuff that will win awards, which is why movies that come out like earlier in the year that win awards are like this odd thing because they're not fresh on the minds of that stuff. I just feel like, and it's just my opinion, and if you love the movie and you think it's like one of the greatest, then that's awesome. Like I said, I've always been, it's, but it it would be no fun if everyone had the same opinion of every single movie. But Yes, Zygnus would be very boring. I feel like this movie is one of those movies, and that's what their intention was, is to, we're, we're going to try to wrap this one up, and we're going to get the best animated movie of the year. Because I, I just feel like just some of the points, they tried to put so much stuff in it to try to be relevant to all kinds of different things instead of really just focusing on one thing and doing that that's that's what i'm trying to say i thought it was a good movie and i'm not saying anything about it but i feel like this is one of those movies where they're purposely trying to just stuff as much in there to to make it as whatever and i feel like that's why the audience score is lower that it's just it's it's okay but it's one of those it's not as great as like everyone is initially saying it is i think a little bit later on people will so do you want me to rip the band-aid off now or wait till later on this thing because i i've I've got a (laughs) band-aid we can rip off if we really want to or we can leave it on oh i mean it's whatever okay so the band-aid ripoff comes with there's been a lot of internet backlash on this movie of people complaining that a movie based around a, 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 sorry, an animated movie based around basically someone going through puberty to a lesser extent is like how can, and, 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 and the, the quote unquote over sexualization of stuff was like, how can Disney do something like this? This is something that shouldn't be in a children's movie where they point out that in, it's pointed out that Tarzan had someone getting hung and actively hunted. Mulan had entire villages of people getting killed. Oh, well, but, but that's... I hope you're not referencing that to what I was no, saying. No, no, no. I'm oh, just okay. saying that that's why I think the audience score is lower because yeah. a lot of people are ragging on this for that reason, whereas critics and people that critically go into movies are, yes, seeing that checks all the boxes. So that's why it's getting the acclaim it deserves because it's doing everything right and pushing the media forward, pu- pushing a media forward to where... This, the the conversations and the stuff this movie has, I don't think is anything, in my opinion, I don't think anything in this movie is out of line to any extent that I felt completely comfortable with all of my children watching this movie. Oh, well, no, I have mm. no problem. I, I don't have a problem with the subject matter. I think maybe I'm not just coming across like what I'm trying to no, say. No, no, I, I understand what you're saying, okay. in my opinion. Like, you're, what you're coming off to me is, like, you just don't like the movie in the sense of you feel it's checking all the boxes to be a good movie. 
Well, no, but... And I, you have no problem... You don't have a problem with the subject matter. You have the problem with... The, I don't have any problem with the subject matter. The people who are giving it a negative score, the people that are really against this movie have a problem with the subject matter, not the movie itself. That That's the subject matter. And I'm like, it's not handled... In my opinion, it's not handled in a way that would be appalling in my opinion no i mean if no, anything it's, 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 it's not yeah it's not i i agree i don't think it's it's inappropriate by any means i think it's a little stereotypical um but but it's not something you expect from disney and that's why everyone's like oh not really i mean if people really look at disney movies in general they all have very um, adult themes yeah adult themed stuff yeah. in there so i mean if somebody's gonna come out and pick on this about that that's kind of silly like because it's i mean that's that's been that's that's it the audience score has actually gone higher it was like in the 60s at one point right after it came out and it was all because of the backlash and like there, there were a lot of there are a lot of articles out there right now that talk about that like people were just going on and on and on a lot of very uh the same people who you know, well, I won't. Yeah, we won't get too political on here. But the same people who would say, uh, you know, uh, you get my tots in Paris after this mass shooting, and we're gonna leave it at that. And that's not the time. Those are the same people who are being just absolutely appalled that a girl would turn into a, a red panda, symbolizing her her uh, having her period. It's like uh, you just don't have your priorities straight. There's a lot of, and I think there's a lot of re- review bombing going on well, with it, and that's why. And, and if if you want me to side note something real quick, um, Inside Out kind of covers vaguely the same idea but done in a different way i mean it's not as blatant i mean that movie is... but i like that movie better i liked that movie better than red panda because Turning it, red. it sorry <laughs> yes exactly see i don't care um i liked that movie better than turning red because it was it was focusing more on just her emotions and I don't know how to describe I, it. It's different. You know what? I'm the opposite. I prefer this over Inside Out because I feel like it made a lot of the stuff more fun. Whereas Inside Out does have a moment does have moments in it where it's like, ah, oh, the feels it got me. Right, but that's the whole point. And I think this the for what they were trying to do, it's they weren't taking it seriously enough to where like there, so I'm going to go back on what you said. And that's exactly why I like the other movie better is because the subject matter that is in it, there should have been a aha moment, like a, like a wow. And I think that moment was intended to be when her, um, when she, when May May saw her mom in the like spirit forest, Mm Mm-hmm broken down and crying as a younger version and her like walking with her as she gets older. I, I feel like that was the moment that was supposed to be the feels moment, but because of how lighthearted and how just, I don't think if they dragged it, I I think it would have changed the tone of the movie. No, but I'm just saying if you're going to, I guess if you're going to do a movie like this and it's supposed to be underlining serious, like with her really kind of trying to come. I don't her think own. it. Wa- okay, I think Inside Out is a more serious movie than this one. This is a more lighthearted version, eh. dealing with the subject matter at times. Right, but it was lighthearted and effective. It was trying to do a serious topic, but I think try to lighthearted it too much. Like I okay. feel like there should have been a little bit more. Th- what I'm trying to say is most movies 
with Disney and Pixar that have like, it's a lighthearted movie, but it definitely makes you really truly understand what's going on and has that moment. I didn't get that moment with this movie. I really didn't take it seriously enough to where there was no part in this movie where I was like, wow, this is the moment. That's what I'm trying to say. Okay, so real quick, I'm just going to go, I just want to go over something. I, I, I've got a few shout out things I want to point out. Eric, did you catch the Simpsons reference? No, I don't know what the Simpsons reference is. You've teased me with this. I want to know what it is. Okay. In the beginning of the movie where she's running up to the, um, to the temple, she greets the two statues outside and she goes, hi, Bart. Hi, Lisa. Oh, yeah. I did not catch that at all. Wow. Yep. The two statues outside <laughs> she has named Bart and Lisa, which yeah. <laughs> is this is prime time for Simpsons. It's and true. would have been something that would have been in there. Um, I'm going to do a few side notes real quick, which is stuff that's in this movie that I think is just interesting in little tiny details. Um, where May runs into the bathroom the first time she turns into the panda during at school there's a girl that comes out of the bathroom that goes, O-M-G, and she gets the hand put in her face and shoved back in. If you look on her arm, there is a patch thing, which is for an insulin pump, which was something. Oh, yes, I did see that, yeah. uh, The technical supervisor who's lived with type 1 diabetes since she was four asked to include a character with diabetes in the film. I think that that was a nice touch. For yes. this. Yep. Um, also, the, um, oh my gosh, why can't I remember his name? The boy. Tyler. Tyler's jersey he's wearing is purple with white stripes on it with number 15. Since they are based out of Toronto, this was an obvious reference to Tor- the Toronto Raptors player, Vince Carter, who wore number 15 during that entire time and was like the basketball player. So that was, that was a reference to him. Um... The animation style for this movie is, of course, heavily influenced by... Ellie, you want to take a guess? No. Anime. Oh, well, I thought you were going to say in a specific no. one. Oh, no, it's, okay. it's, it's heavily influenced by anime. Um, there, there is a particular part where May's jumping over the transit and she's in front of the moon, which is very obviously referential to... Eric's favorite Dragon anime. Ball Z. No. <laughs> Eric's favorite anime that's not Dragon Ball Z, Sailor Moon. <laughs> so there there is that. And um actually, if you are paying attention, Devin, the little um the little I mean the one boy that everyone's obsessed with that works at the Daisy Mart, is also at the Four Town concert. In the crowd, he can be seen. So there is that. And finally Eric, I, I understand why you like this movie so much. It covers a lot of stuff, but also has a has a kaiju in it. Yes, I, I wanted to bring this up. Uh, I, I knew you wanted to. Movie. <laughs> I, knew, I, I knew you wanted to, so I was like, let me see if I can rope this in naturally. So, so yes. kaiju. Ellie, were you surprised with how big the the um the panda was? The mom panda. Yes. No, because, I mean, they kept kind of pointing out, like, she was quite a, you know, whoo, like, the dad was kind of made a couple comments, like. My favorite character, by the way, in the movie, I think Jin is a great character, and I think, and he has, 
He has great yeah. moments, and yeah. he's just he's a he's he supports everybody. Yes, in that movie, he supports the mom in her decisions for the most part, but also supports May in like you know with the whole like, hey, I I like this version of you. I, I like you know this this made me smile and everything. And also is apparently a phenomenal cook as well. But no, go go ahead, Eric, with, with the kaiju. Yes, uh, so so May's mom, uh, her, her all, the, all the women in the family can turn into these red pandas, but her mom in particular is, throughout the movie, we just get these hints that it was a very, very big panda. And I, in my mind, was just sort of like thinking, okay, you know, maybe like twice, three times the size, something like that. I was not expecting, like, when they're at the concert and she goes full panda mode and she <laughs> turns into giant Godzilla-sized red panda like that. That to me was like hilarious. I as a big kaiju fan myself, I just uh, I, I immediately was like, "Oh my god!" I wish we had done our our non Godzilla kaiju episode after this came out because I totally would have included her. See, I I, I I like that moment. I like the whole family coming together. I like how all the um, different her sisters, aunts, um, everything all had their own different little designs to them too. Yeah. And there mm-hmm. was a little touch I never noticed when I watched the first time, but when you guys watched and I sat down there, um, like her May's fur like has like it's it's the darker red, but she has like little designs on her yes. arm with the fur that I didn't notice the first time I was watching it. And they all sort of have these very art over artistically designs to them, which I thought was like really cool and a nice little touch. Also, um Fun fact for everybody, you know when she's running around and when she first turns to the panda and she accidentally runs into people and she throws her hands up and is like, ah! That's yeah. something real red pandas do in the wild to make themselves seem bigger if they feel threatened. <laughs> so there was but that a- just makes them look so much more adorable. I, I know, it's so cute. Um, like, like I said, I, I enjoyed this movie and like I said, the backlash from it is I'm like, this... It's it's whatever. Like, don't watch it then if you're going to be upset about it. I thought it was a good coming-of-age movie. I, I like it more than Inside Out, so I feel Inside Out gets a little heavy at times, where I feel this keeps it lighthearted enough through most of it, and also it's being told through the early 2000s, which is when I grew up, and also... Inside Out has... Nope, I was about to say, are they Canadian, Inside Out? And I'm like, no, they're just from Wisconsin, so close enough. And they went to San Francisco. Go. Yes. yes. Yes, because then she was like broccoli pizza and yeah. How many movies do take place? Oh wait, I'm thinking of um Big Hero Six, and I'm like, that's not Pixar. So that's regular Disney. That's yeah. Neo Tokyo. Yeah, that's yes. Disney. No, it's no neat. Up. Oh, nope. 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 Eric. Oh nope. That's right. It's uh, it's like the combination of San Francisco and San Francisco or San, yeah, yeah, something like that. That's yeah. right. Neo Tokyo is uh, is uh, Akira. Yes, I was about to say get it. I was about to say get to it, Eric. I know what I know what you're referencing, and I was going to be like, oh great. Not only do we get to see Neon Genesis, but I'm like, no, that's Tokyo two and three. I was about to say Ellie's going to be like, oh great, we got a Simpsons reference and an Akira reference. It's now the almost about to be the trifecta. Oh, we got a Futurama one too. So technically, we fit the trifecta today. Um, overall, I, I think the, the, the praise of this movie is justified. I'm very excited that this movie came out as a straight streaming service one, which they've been doing with a lot of these recently, like Luca, Luca went straight, did it? 
I just sold yeah, it. Basically, yeah. basically, all of Pixar's stuff has gone straight to Disney Plus. And I the think that is Disney's a... stuff has been getting theatrical releases, but Pixar has been going straight yep. to, which I'm glad. I, I am too. I, I like think. Pixar stuff better than the straight Disney stuff anymore. I agree. Ellie, controversial statement, yay or nay on that? Uh, I don't know. I've liked some of the more recent Disney stuff. Uh, coming up next, by the way, for the for the twenty sixth movie in um yeah <laughs> over okay? uh, over enunciated there <laughs> for the twenty sixth movie from Pixar, we are getting Lightyear, which I am blindly yes. indifferent. To. Yeah, I'm excited. I think I'm I'm interested to see because it's such an interesting concept of basically getting the origin story of this character that we've uh, known in toy form for 25 26 years so yes. I, I i'm curious to see how how that goes i'm even though we got i know we had the cartoon series from the 90s but i never really watched that like the animated saturday yeah. morning buzz light year i'm i'm blindly indifferent to it to be honest i think it looks amazing i i just i've i've never been i've been big on the like first toy story I was big on because I was a kid, but since then I've kind of fallen off of it to the point of having to go to a bachelor party, and that was what we went to the theater to watch was the highlight of my life. Ugh. Um, but by the way, one of my coworkers who's getting married is like, I want to have the worst bachelor party in the world. I'm like, dude, unless you got a time machine, I've already been to it. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> no kidding. So yeah, <clears throat> yes. Um. But the, the one bachelor, and like I said, the, the, the guy this was for was happy with it. I was along for the ride. We went to B-dubs. They did the Blazing Challenge. We went to go see um, Toy Story 3. A uh, few of them ugly cried during it, and I went home. <laughs> so, yeah, that, 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 that was a bachelor party. Um, I, like I said, I, I'll see this. I just, I don't know. I just, I'm not excited for Lightyear, which is weird, because I would probably be like, I'll be hailing it as one of the greatest movies of this year. Possibly. But no, like I said, overall, I like Turning Red. I think it was a great movie. I think it was a great decision to put it out. And I think it's something that um, is a wholesome story that I feel like anyone can enjoy if you just... So my favorite, a... one of my favorite movie yeah. moments Yeah, I was is... about to say, I, I want everyone's favorite moments now to, to end this. Um, Tyler, the one that like they fight with the whole time. Yes. When they see him at the concert, at the... Um... The K-pop concert. It's, it's just boy band. No, I'm pretty sure it's K-pop. Oh, whatever. Um, the K-pop concert, and they see him, and they're like, oh, you like this too? And he gets the like big water googly eyes, and then they like initiate <laughs> him in their group. That was just freaking adorable. I like. I loved that whole part. Um, it was just really cute. I liked that. Kind of, and now see, that's a moment I thought was really cool is kind of showing that it's okay to be a boy and like these kind of bands as well. So I I thought that was a really nice touch. I did like that a lot. Uh, Eric, your favorite moment. There's a lot to pick. So I I don't want to just go with the straight her being a kaiju because. That was just awesome. Um, I so one thing I really like, and because I feel like even, even like again, like I said, I am not the main demographic for this movie, but still, I, the thing that I think we've all felt in some sort of way the, the first morning that she wakes up and she is turned into the panda, and she's in the bathroom and she's making a lot of noise and she's trying to get used to herself in this new body, and then her mom's trying to come in. Of course, she's super embarrassed by it. And because of what her mom thinks is going on, you know, we 
I still don't have any uh, direct experience with that myself. But that being said, having been a teenager and growing up and going through changes, I mean, that is a thing that I think we've all been through and, and related to, you know, there's something that changes and you get embarrassed by it and you're trying to explain it to your parents, but also at the same, you're super embarrassed, even though, Hey, guess what? They've been through it too. Mm-hmm. And I just thought it was really well done. Uh, how they did that, they made it super awkward, super intense, but also very funny and and heartwarming because, uh, yeah, I, I think it was it was really well done. And like I said earlier, as someone who is not the demographic or who's experienced that, who can still feel that way about that scene and about that experience, like that that was just a testament to I thought how well the story was told. Um, as always, I will cheat. My favorite moment is. The switch from when she's like happy go lucky panda to angry, like the hair bristles, like it yeah. was a nice touch with how rounded and soft she looked as like the 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 like innocent, you know, I'm I'm just the big panda, I'm just someone who's, you know, just just trying to go along with stuff. And then when she gets mad where like all the hair gets bristly, her eyes narrow and everything. I thought that was very great. Also, this is a movie that also had an interesting thing of it did a fourth wall break, but I think it did it in a great way to where it used it for exposition. And I, I really enjoyed that because there was moments where she was talking to quote unquote us as the audience, but she was actually talking to another character in the movie, like like the um, transit bus driver, I thought was a great moment. Right, where she's like, I I can be, you know, this this that and the other, and then she has that moment where she's like, all about that hustle to that random person on the train. I mean, on the <laughs> like, like I said, it was moments like that that I thought were cool and unique and everything. So overall, fun movie. Ellie, do you have another favorite moment you wanted to mention? Um. No, not really. I mean, like I said, it was cute. It was cute overall. Um, I did like the kaiju with the fight at the end with the whole, all of the, um, different women break there. Um, I, I need to show it to you, and I'm gonna send it to Eric. It is that scene, but it's got the Power Rangers music over it. Nice. <laughs> That's awesome. Yes, I'm gonna see that. <laughs> no, but yeah, when they all break there, um, cause, cause. Obviously, they make it seem like, you know, it's it was quite a thing to lock their pandas away. So, you know how um, hard it was for them to to break those talismans to release those pandas. And, um, you know, and then kind of seeing them all in the ethereal forest kind of. So that kind of part of the movie was really cool to watch, too. But, I mean, like I said, overall, I don't like, I don't dislike the movie. Um, I just don't think it's like, holy crap amazing but it is definitely a cute movie um and one thing yeah ellie you got sorry to interrupt you real quick but you got me thinking about this because i did really like it but when you were kind of talking about it kind of hitting all the different things and kind of doing kind of seeming to have a a wider net i started thinking about it and yes it still had a very trademark pixar thing but a lot of it did kind of remind me almost of like an illumination animation which i feel like tends to try and go for that There, there, so there is some, some of the some of the more manic moments, and it kind of made me think a lot more like what you're saying. Like, yeah, it didn't Pixar. It's again, it's still it was it's still a very Pixar movie, but I think it had a lot of that sort of manic that kind of seems to go for a little bit. I don't want to say this is going to make me sound horrible, but like a lower common denominator kind of thing. 
Yeah. Uh, so I kind of get me. So, I, so you, you you got me thinking. You got me thinking there. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> uh, there, there. Sorry to interrupt. Oh no, you're fine. No, there there was a moment. Uh, you're so fluffy, which is obviously a reference to yes. the, the despicable. <laughs> it's so fluffy. Yes. Uh, also, I do want to shout this out because I I instantly noticed that that the one um, older gentleman that does the ritual was James Hong. So having him in there, the the of course, as 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 the old old man was was great. Where he's like, oh, it's it's not gonna hurt too much. Did, actually, yeah. Now that you mention Eric, there was a lot of those jokes where was something was said, and then there's a pause, and then there's a wait, what moment? Yeah, because there was that where it was the oh, this is gonna it won't hurt too much. She goes, oh, okay, wait, too much, and then there was the um, the one line where it's like, oh, this has happened already. Yeah, what do you mean already? <laughs> like, like I said, still enjoyable. Um. And Illumination's doing the Mario movie. Yeah. Hmm. Guess we're gonna need to look into that. Um, like I said, great episode. I mean, great, great, great episode of the show, everybody. Good job. Good job. <laughs> Round of applause for everybody. Great episode. Great episode, everybody. All right. Um, what's everyone playing this week and or watching? Gonna start with you, Eric. I've been playing a lot of the new tracks on Mario Kart. They've been a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, today, actually, as a the day we're recording this is the two-year anniversary of the release of animal crossing new horizons so i haven't actually played in probably a month and a half because of pokemon and then just kind of not feeling very gamey but i was thinking i might boot that up in a little bit but other than that i don't know i needed i need a new game to start start and i haven't decided if i want to go for like a couple of small games or start a next my next big game or something like that so i'm not sure all right ellie Ellie, I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to have much time to play this week. Okay, so in that case, Ellie, your opinion on Batman, yay or nay? Yeah. 50 million thumbs up, yay. All right. I know All we'll, three hours of it. <laughs> I know we'll eventually do an episode because it is coming to HBO, which means I have zero interest in now seeing it in the theater since I can take bathroom breaks. But... Mm-hmm. I didn't take a bathroom break the whole time. But Ellie... <laughs> As of the time of this recording, what do you think the tomato meter says about the movie? Yay or nay? Oh, gosh. And Um, does it beat out Turning Red? Oh, I doubt it. All right. Eric, what are are, are your thoughts? Where where do you think this movie lies? 85. Did you look it up earlier? I did not. Okay. Uh, It is certified fresh. That is a fresh tomato, and it is 85, with an audience score of 88. I loved it. So we will definitely... It's coming to HBO. Yeah, it was great. I do want to discuss it, because I want to see it, because apparently this is really good. And And it did not feel like three hours. I've heard that, too. I've heard that it does not feel like it's time, and that it is phenomenally good, and a good Batman detective story, not a good Batman punch-up. Yes, and there's, oh my gosh, there's some things I want to talk about so bad, but I'm I'm not. But I'm excited to talk about it. I am excited to see this because I, and I've mentioned on here, I'm not a big fan of the Nolan trilogy. I don't like it. I've heard people who say they weren't either and loved this. So that gets me excited. I feel like, I've we, also seen people, but I've also heard people say they love it and they love this too. So either it way, is I've heard, so, other than one, yeah, it is so different than the Nolan trilogy. Yeah. Like, good. Oh, so it's good. Got it. 
Um, I, I don't know. I have this thing to where I feel like if I, I, I liked the Nolan trilogy when it came out, but now I'm like, I feel like if I go back, if I'm going to be back like, and, yeah. yeah. So I don't know. That's something, of course, it does check the boxes. Speaking of checking boxes, it does check the boxes for a Zingness movie thing, but we are still in the middle of Avatar right now, which we are sticking to for the time being. So yep. check out, uh, previous episodes for that. Yeah, we yeah, are yeah. getting ready for book two. Part one. <laughs> Part one of book two. Coming out at some point soon. We're also ramping up towards our 300th episode. And um, me, what I will be doing, I will probably be playing Destiny. Oh, and I guess watching... Uh, I think I'm going to try to get caught up on the Marvel movies. Because um, I'm behind on those right now. I need to watch What If. I need to watch Hawkeye. I need to watch... Okay, Black so Widow. Marvel shows and no, I, movies. Yeah, so I need to watch Black Widow. Okay. I need to watch... Eternals. Eric, oh. Eric's highly you recommended did. Eternals. Um, <laughs> so I, I did finally do it well, on Phil Tuesday Rude. when it came out. <laughs> uh, I actually did think during that, I'm like, it's a good Phil Rude movie. Uh, I, did watch, <laughs> I, did watch, uh, I did watch No Way Home uh, the other day. So, I, yes. I need to get... I, the sad thing is I know everything that happens in it, but I just want to see how it's put together. Because um, yeah. I spoiled all were, that There were still a few surprises. Yeah, I didn't yeah. spoil it, but that, throughout the couple months between theater and release, I had a few things spoiled. But even the way it was still put together, there it was still very, it was still worth watching, and there were still a few surprises in there. Awesome. I I need to get caught up, so I need to watch um the 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 Ten Rings one, which I've I've heard that one is phenomenal. Amazing. Good. Yes, I loved it. So I got to see which order I go into, whether I watch that or Eternals first. Watch Eternals first to get it out of the way. You'll be sorely disappointed when you watch Shang Chi and then go to Eternals. So watch wait, should I should I watch Black Widow and that back to back so I can just get that disappointment out of the oh way? Oh my and gosh! Then watch... yeah, just, yes, get those get those both out of the way, <laughs> and then watch What If because I've heard what I know. What If's very good. Hawkeye, I've heard. I love. I've heard Hawkeye's good. I love both of those. Yeah. So if if I just plow through the bad first, then I can get all those out of the way and. I, I, it's sad because I know, Ellie, we're going to have to buy those movies, and I'm just going to try to get them on Black Friday just so we physically own them, but I do not want to pay any money for them. So <laughs> so it's one of those things of weird like physical media of owning all of them because I guess you got to. But but building up to New, no, new Way Home. So, yeah, I mispronounced it. Whatever. All right, until next week, um, we will have another nerdy topic next week, and um, bye. Bye.
ruined the show.